This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 13-inch. On this episode, we conclude our interview with David Bowe and wrap up UHF Month. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. I cannot get enough of that theme song from Jim Kimo West. The best theme song ever. Grammy nominated Jim Kimo West. That is very true. That is very true. Um, Dave, we are here on the last episode of our month-long UHF celebration. I feel like we barely scratched the surface. There's just so much to talk about UHF. I have a strong feeling that we're not going to wait all the way until July next year to talk about UHF on this podcast. UHF is always relevant to our podcast, so we will be talking about UHF on many future episodes. So you have that to look forward to. And also, you and I have something special to look forward to this week. That's right. We are going to see Weird Al and his band, The Strings Attached Tour, at Red Rocks in Denver. I am so excited for this concert. Everything about it just sounds so amazing. I've never been to Red Rocks, but the venue looks absolutely beautiful. It's all natural rock formation. And from what people have told me, it sounds amazing, like nothing you've ever heard of before. I'm so thrilled. 71-piece orchestra, conductor Scott O'Neill, which was our episode five-inch guest who wrote the orchestration for most of the songs on this tour. There's everything about this show is just so exciting to me. I, I'm like, I'm, I just want it to happen already. <laughs> I can't believe I, I wasn't going to go to this. Uh, back in November when they announced the shows, uh, Denver was not on my list. Uh, my friend Justin, who lives there, who's another Weird Al fan, he was like, Ethan, you got to come to Red Rocks. You got to come to Red Rocks. And I was like, oh, it's, it's not going to work out. And then you were like, Ethan, you got to come to Red Rocks. <laughs> Jeremy's like, Ethan, you got to come to Red Rocks. Scott O'Neill was like, Ethan, you got to come to Red Rocks. So I was like, fine. <laughs> I'm going to Red Rocks. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't think you're going to regret this decision. I mean, as soon yeah. as he has announced, in fact, I'm surprised you didn't immediately jump on that because as soon as it's announced, I'm like, well, that, that's a given. I'm going there. I mean, that's no, like, no, if I only go to one concert, all tour, that's the one I'm going to. Well, it will not be the only one either of us go to, Dave. <laughs> no, but... no, of course not. <laughs> I am very excited about it. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Did you know that this is not Al's first time performing at Red Rocks? Really? I was not aware of that. When did he perform at Red Rocks before? So Al and the band actually opened for the Monkees when they performed at Red Rocks. Oh, how cool. <laughs> so this will be the first time Al headlines at Red Rocks. But um, I was speaking to Jim the other night, and he said that uh, they had performed there once before, and it was really cool. So uh, I know he and the band are all very excited to get back there and do a full set. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be like a dream for every musician to kind of just be the you know the headline act there. It just it's it's amazing, you know. It's it's just such an iconic venue. Absolutely. Now, something kind of cool uh, came out last week um, after our um, podcast was already out there, but there's this website called Fright Rags, and they are selling officially licensed UHF t-shirts. Yeah, it's really cool. They have like five different designs and they're officially licensed, which is totally awesome. So this is, I think, like the first like officially licensed UHF 
t-shirt that's really out there. Yeah, I mean, aside from stuff that Al has sold in the past, but this is obviously not being sold by Al. This is from um, this website that typically does horror movie merchandise. Um, so the fact that they are lumping UHF <laughs> in with uh, horror films is kind of funny to me, but the designs are really cool. Yeah, I like them. I especially like that uh, Clubhouse one, Stanley Spadowski's Clubhouse. That one's really cool looking. Yeah, I really, my favorite one is the UHF, like, it's kind of like a newspaper ad. It's a black shirt with the uh, the white print. Uh, that one's my favorite, but I do love all of them. They actually came in the mail already, which is so exciting. Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe wearing one of the Red Rocks. Hey, that's a great idea. Maybe we can coordinate. <laughs> or maybe we yeah, won't <laughs> maybe we can coordinate so we don't wear the That's... same shirt <laughs> that is a good idea all right so that is frightrags.com uh, f-r-i-g-h-t dash r-a-g-s dot com i don't know uh, how many they have but y- if you want a uhf shirt i would go there and order one right away yeah i did see some of the um i checked back i ordered them exactly at 10 a.m when they went live uh, but I checked back later in the day, and they were starting to run out of certain sizes of the shirts. So there's a good chance that they're selling out of your size, but maybe they'll be back in stock. I assume they will be if they're that big of a seller. That's right. Well, I think it's time that we listen to the rest of our interview with the great David Bow. Uh, I haven't uh, uh, mentioned Victoria Jackson, of course, who I had a great time working with, and couldn't have been more nuts, but more, but so down to earth and, and just would just listen to you and talk to you and just so earnest and, and out of her mind, but I loved her and she was, she was great. <laughs> and, uh, um, she uh, was nice enough to invite me to, um, whenever I was in New York city, I'd, I'd ring her up and she, she would get me tickets for Saturday Night Live and I'd go to the after parties and hang out with Phil Hartman and Neil Young and, all this, like, just thanks to thanks to doing UHF, I got to go hang out with a bunch of, uh, you know, cool Saturday Night Live people. I probably went to, like, five or six shows. That's so cool. Um, but, but the after parties were, were just, you know, have classic. Just loud and dark and people drinking and having fun. And Then I went uh, later on, a friend of mine, um, Adam Sandler, invited me. Um, my Another friend of mine is the drummer for uh, Jane's Addiction. <laughs> Stephen Perkins, and so I got to see James uh, play music, and it was um, it was Chris Farley had come back to host, and unfortunately he passed away less than a month later after hosting. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, Adam Adam got me tickets, and I went to the after party, and it was the different kind of a vibe. There was it was really a bright. Uh, no one was drinking. Everybody was very like you know soft spoken and polite, and. It seemed like, uh, you know, all of a sudden I was in um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest or something, you know, because I was already drunk before I got to Saturday Night Live. You know, I, uh, you know, smoked a joint in the limo on the way to the party with um, uh, uh, the ladies' man. And um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding as far as you guys know. But, you know, I, I ended up um, telling a joke and I stood up to kind of accent the joke and, and these big, heavy wooden chairs and marble floors, like, hit the marble the entire party like stopped and gasped and looked at me and, uh, Adam comes over and he goes, Hey, uh, Dave, can you, um, 
can I keep it down a little bit? Okay. Um, it's like, <laughs> sorry, Adam. And then his his best friend and one of my good friends, Jack Garaputo, who had become the, the head or he was running Happy Madison Production, said, Bo, what did you do in New York City, man? What did you do? Everybody's talking about it. You're never going to be in any of Sandler's movies. And uh, <laughs> truth, be, truth be told, I never did one of Sandler's movies, but he's a friend of mine. He's Adam. Couldn't be nicer. I do. I do. Uh, uh, <laughs> a good friendship with Adam, but uh, I finally did an episode of the Goldbergs this uh, season, which is a Happy Madison production. So, so there. So I did work for them. Finally, you got um, over the chair. Incident. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how I got to that story and why why I keep uh, talking about all my faux pas. But uh, I want to know uh, from the actual movie: uh, Did you save any of the props from the movie? I I I didn't. I wanted the the Cubs hat. I, I they they had to keep it in case there were reshoots or something, and I never saw it again. But um, I have, I do have. I think some of the like weird ties that I wore. Uh, I think I still have them. I definitely have like my script, you know, original UHF script, yeah. and uh, I still have like something that said Stanley Spadowski on it or something, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, and, and I don't know, I have no idea where that is, but, um, I got to keep a bunch of, um, uh, cool photos, uh, that were shot on the set. I don't know how I got a hold of them, but I have like a collection of 20, you know, on set photos of the making of UHF kind of a thing that I ended up with me um cool so don't tell the studio <laughs> i don't think they're around to care <laughs> yeah well you know here's the deal i mean like i said the people that were younger who saw it when they were kids loved that movie they're the people that are now in their 30s and 40s who are running hollywood they're the ones that need to make a uhf sequel they're the ones you know it's like i've been waiting for that moment when i walk in the room and they're like you know, or maybe not like that, but you know, uh, someone who was a big fan of the movie back in the day. And, um, you know, finally, uh, my shift finally comes in. Um, no, I've, I, I keep making jokes about, uh, my, my career has been so amazing. I'm one of the lucky ones. I've never, I had, you know, had to deliver pizza since I, I did back to the beach. You know, I've, I've never had another, you know, I'd never waited tables. I never did anything but act and, been very fortunate and um darn uh, darn talented too uh and that's very and humble <laughs> i agree so, yes. i agree 100 percent. you know <laughs> just to just to stroke your ego a little bit i want to tell a story about when i was a kid um uh-huh. uh, so i was born after uhf came out uh, i did the math there is a chance that perhaps um i was conceived while it was in theaters but um i, I can't prove that unfortunately Um, but growing up as a kid I mean there was no Netflix there was you know UHF wasn't readily available at at, you know Blockbuster Um, so I I remember having to track it down on eBay and I remember you know getting the VHS and every time I would look for it um, your name would be misspelled with an I before the E so David Bowie right and I had no idea who that was and I got very upset as a kid. I'm like, why are they spelling David's name wrong? Um, and it took me many years before I was I learned who David Bowie was. And I was like, oh, that's the guy. I knew him as the guy that they spelled your name wrong as. 
Right. So I, I am a David Bowie fan before I'm a David Bowie fan, and I just wanted. Wow, to know that. you're the one. <laughs> you're the one. Awesome. No, I, you know David Bowie. Is one. I love love his music, and ever since the first grade, people have said David Bowie to me. You know, because that's when Space Oddity came out. Um, but I, I've got to hand it to him. I've I've gotten some definitely hard to get reservations at some restaurants <laughs> uh, with a little, this is David Bowie. I'll be coming in now. Um, and uh, I get there and they're like, what? And I show them my idea. Yeah, David Bowie. That's me. Let's go. Where's the table? Um, no, I, and I am a bisexual rock star married to a beautiful black woman as well. Right. Um, but I only made like half the money that he made. <laughs> he, um, he, uh, is one of the, was one of the most, you know, successful, uh, British, uh, rock stars because he did something that I don't think anybody else had done. Um, was he, uh, released stock in himself on the British stock exchange. You, you could, um, invest in him, David Bowie and his IPO the day that he put it on the market, you know, he made a hundred million dollars or something and the entire country put invested money in it. Um, which was insane, wow. you know, and he continued to be successful and they all did well. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Uh, it's a funny story about him to talk about changing names. Of course, he uh, was born David Jones. And David Jones had released an album as David Jones. And they said, well, you can't do that anymore because there's a show in the U.S. called The Monkees. And there's a guy by the name of Davy Jones. So you're going to have to change your name. And he was a big fan of the Bowie knife. And that's apparently what he why he chose David Bowie. And so I was David Bow first. He was David Jones. Let's blame the monkeys. You know, when it comes down to it, let's blame the monkeys. <laughs> you sure he wasn't just a, a Weird Al fan and, and he saw UHF and he's like, well, I can't, I can't be Bo. Uh, if anybody was a Weird Al fan, it was David Bowie. Come on. You know. That's true. <laughs> that is true. I know you're a Dodgers fan. When you mentioned that you were wearing the Cubs hat, so what was up with that? Why are we wearing a Cubs hat in these movies? <laughs> I don't know. And, and you know what I said? They said we really liked, we want you to wear a cap, you know, like, like a baseball cap. And, and what would you like to wear? And I wanted to wear a Dodger cap because that's my team. But they're like, no, we want to put him like somewhere in the Midwest or, you know, it's not like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. the persona of Bob. Uh, so they, um, they gave me the, the, the C and I wore the C I was the captain. No, um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I don't think it was in the script or anything, but just the, the person, people who designed the, the wardrobe, I can't remember her name. Um, uh, but she, uh, she said, we're going to, we, we're going to use a Cubs cap. And I, I liked it. <laughs> um, I liked it. You get any discounts for Cubs tickets or anything for uh, showing them? Uh, no Cubs tickets. <laughs> However, um, apparently on my deathbed, uh, I will receive um, total and utter consciousness. No, um, that's a <laughs> line from another movie. Um, you know, I went to, uh, I finally went to Wrigley Field uh, once, um, and it was uh, very cool. Uh, and I've been to Fenway Park once, and I've been to, you know, just traveling, being in different places. But, I dated a gal from Chicago and uh, Allison Noble. I don't know if you're out there, but she um, she took me back to meet her family uh, during Thanksgiving. And we were in Chicago in November. And I, um, from a little town off the West Coast called Santa Monica, California, um, I didn't see snow for the first time until I was like 13 or 14. But here I am at a Raider game at Soldier Field, you know, and I'm wearing 18 layers of clothing and gloves. 
And I've never been so cold in my life. I just <laughs> wanted to go, you know, go home. No, um, I was happy because the Raiders won. I'm a big Raider fan. Uh, but she said, you need a beanie. You need to cover your ears. That's the key. And I was like, oh, excuse my French. Are you allowed to swear on this, by the way? Because I'll be damned if you tell me what to do. No. Anyway, Chicago, great, great town. Went there for a, a after a convention. Good people. Good people. I hope you guys will let me. I, I have this conspiracy theory um, that I've had for a couple of years. It's re- right. it's related to your character in UHF. Um, so Dave and David, if you, if you guys will allow me, I'd like to present it and then get both of your opinions on it. Okay. Okay. All right. So Weird Al has a song called Why Does This Always Happen to Me? In it, he mentions his friend Robert getting into a 12-car pileup, losing his head, and at first he's upset, and then he goes, oh, wait, he's a jerk because he owes me five bucks. But in UHF, David, you play Bob, which is, of course, short for Robert. And Al asks you to bash him in his head with a crowbar. And you say, you know, I couldn't do that. You still owe me five bucks. Now, is this a coincidence or is this a reference? Well, if you if you look at the timeline or when when that movie or when that song came out or when you wrote that song, um, I think it would have to be uh, a reference to, to, you know, Steve wrote the script with, with Jay, UHF, and um, I want you to bash me in the head with a crowbar. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not familiar with the song. I, I do, uh, I dig his music, and I actually want to give him kudos for finally um, having a number one album, I believe, last year or two years ago and winning the Grammy. Um, he had, a, had an amazing year. Um, I think it was last year. Um, his album, I guess, uh, had all sorts of cool, iconic. I mean, I saw a few of them uh, videos with with uh, people that just were dying to be in in anything that he did. And um, you guys are obviously huge fans, so I'm just preaching to the choir. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, ten years ago, you did a uh, an, a, a fan convention for Weird Al called Al Fest. I um, remember it well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, with with uh, my friend Vicky and uh, and I was there too as well. Um, do you, I have a couple questions on that. Um, do you get do you do fan conventions often, or is that just uh... you know what I um, I should I should because you know why not you know people would would if they if they want to you know meet me I would love to meet them you know and and uh, one of them that I was thinking of doing was a Star Trek convention you know based on my work on deep space nine and and alien nation and what have you but you know a lot of a lot of cult things in the back to the beach you know movie as you know bad as it was there are people that that love that movie as well um <laughs> heavyweights is another movie that uh, that people loved um uh, my friend steve brill who created the mighty ducks uh wrote this movie with a young writer by the name of judd apatow his first movie <laughs> called heavyweights and it was um uh, ben Stiller uh, started it, and uh, about the kids would go to fat camp, and I was the camp the counselor for the the rich skinny kids across the lake. <laughs> so, yeah, um, and people, you know, it's it's just so funny how I guess it's like a family will get a movie, and it'll just be in the house, and you'll end up watching it three hundred times, you know. And yeah. and a lot of people that was that was heavyweights, and for many people it was UHF, you know. People just just wore wore it out, wore that VHS tape out, you know. Yep. yep. 
<laughs> and you had mentioned at, at Alfest that you and your son would watch UHF all the time as well. Uh, uh, when, yeah, he was, uh, I guess he was, uh, he's tw- he'll be 21. So he was uh, 10 then, my oldest son. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I would, I mean, you know, they couldn't believe that I was, you know, <laughs> Bob the Clown and hanging out with Weird Al and all that stuff. And so it was kind of neat. I I did a movie with uh, Will Ferrell called uh, Kicking and Screaming, yep. um, which was a soccer movie, comedy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Duvall was in it. But but just speaking about my son, around the, well, I guess he was a little younger. He auditioned for the role. Yeah, it was another movie that my friend Joe Apatow, dropping another name, uh, was doing. And he said, Oh, I want you to bring your kid in to play to see if, you know, he'd be Will as a little boy going trick or treating with Robert Duvall. So my son books this job. He's he, he they shoot this scene where he's he's this little kid dressed as um the coach of the Bears, what's his name? Uh, uh with the space in his teeth and the and the hat and the uh, Lombardi. Um yes. The Lombardi Trophy is named after him. Yeah, Vince Lombardi. Anyway, um, so he gets to work. His very first thing, gets his SAG card, works with Robert Duvall in his first movie, and <laughs> Judd cuts it out of the movie. And I was so pissed <laughs> off at him. Um, but, yeah, my, my uh, son Dane was, uh, you know, uh, he got a part in the movie before I did. I actually do, I had, I wasn't even going to be in the movie. And then I, um, I lucked out and got to added to the cast as well. Does your son still <laughs> act? Uh, you know what's funny is um, he what he didn't like about acting was how he was treated special. He didn't understand why he got his own little uh, honey wagon. Uh, he didn't understand why he got to eat the food, but the uh, background didn't. Or he didn't like the fact that there was all this attention on him and focus on him. He, you know, it that bothered him. Uh, you know, he's a very um, like just very empathetic, sympathetic. You know of uh, guy he 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 can feel what other people are feeling i don't know what that's called a psychic uh crazy no (laughs) he's just a really he's a really interesting guy and so that's what he why he didn't want to be an actor because he didn't want to be like the focus of attention and and that he got better things than other people you know which i thought was kind of neat me on the other hand give me all the swag i want it all (laughs) treat me better than any of these minions (laughs) minions <laughs> no um <laughs> no i i uh my my success as an actor w- was twofold i mean it happened for two reasons one it was the only thing i ever wanted to do i never even thought about doing anything else i you know i told my mom when i was i guess when i could first talk i pointed at the television and i said i want to be in there i want to go in there that's where i want to be and so i didn't have a choice and i was very fortunate i think because in, in elementary school i knew i was an actor and that's what I was going to do. And so, um, you know, when I dropped out of college and started studying with the groundlings and I finally bo- and I delivered pizza for Jacopo's in Beverly Hills, I booked my first movie, which was, which was back to the beach. And then I did a, um, pilot for CBS where I was going to be the star or me and this gentleman by the name of John Scott cloud with the two leads. And it was an hour long comedy on CBS, like adventure comedy, um, Friday nights at 8 PM. And we were on the schedule and I was, coming off of a starring role in UHF and I was going to be this big, big, big shot, big shot. No, I'm kidding. Um, but unfortunately the writer strike hit and all, and, um, the CVS scrapped all of their ideas, um, before that. And so wow. 
that didn't go. And then I did nine more pilots that one of them went six episodes for CBS as well. But that just wasn't, you know, wasn't to be yet. I want to, you know, I want to have that career like, um, you know, like, uh, and then at Walsh or, um, you know, who, who, who's played <laughs> Raymond's dad and everybody loves Raymond. He's uh, young Frankenstein. Um, I can't think of his name right now, but I want to be that guy. That guy worked his whole life, did what he wanted to do. And then at the end did a 10 year sitcom where, you know, just got to, you know, the, you asked me earlier what the difference between doing a feature film and doing a sitcom are. One of the big differences on a sitcom, you know, you're going to go to work on Monday at 11 and go home at noon. You're going to go to work on Tuesday at 1030 and go home at three. <laughs> then on Thursday, you go in and you're going to, you know, talk to some order people, walk through a couple of scenes, go home at like five or six. Then, uh, you know, it's, it's the easiest job in the world. And then you, you film in front of, you do a pass during the day and then you film in front of a live audience and then you go home. It's like the easiest thing in the world. When you're doing a feature film, you could work from 5 a.m. till 4 a.m. the next wow. day, you know, and you can be, you know, in the middle of you know, freezing, you know, whatever, whatever it is you're doing, it, it could be, you know, grueling. Uh, sitcom is the easiest job in the world <laughs> and, and, and a lot of fun to do, you know. But you look at, uh, you know, Seinfeld and, and Friends and those guys uh, just had a blast and, and made a lot of money and good for them. And I auditioned for Friends. I auditioned for, um, uh, for David Swimmer role and for Chandler. And they they liked me for for Chandler, but they brought me back for the swimmer, and then it just didn't happen. And you know nobody saw that show anyway. Those guys, <laughs> those guys didn't go on to do anything. I also auditioned for a show called Cheers when Coach died. They were coming up with a character by the name of Woody, and I auditioned for it. I went in and I signed in, and I said, "Oh, look at this guy. His name's Woody. He's probably going to get it." And sure enough, Woody Harrelson got the job. So. Only they named that character David. <laughs> Seriously, why didn't they just call him David for crying out loud? Um, none of these stories are true, by the way. I'm just—I uh, didn't take my meds this morning. You, you suckers are uh, in for. No, I'm, I'm teasing. I just wanted to do a one-man show where I told uh, all these stories about my life because uh, just crazy things have happened in my life by circumstance or what have you, and uh, you know. Being smoking a joint with Joni Mitchell and Harry Dean Stanton in, you know, uh, Don Henley's kitchen on the Fourth of July. You know, it's like, how did that happen? You know, <laughs> what, 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 what brought you to that moment? But I was going to call it uh, uh, 50, 50 stories, one of which isn't true. And so they're they're all so crazy. But but I'll, I'll throw in one that actually isn't true, and you have to guess which one that is. So. I hope you come to my one man show. I will. <laughs> Certainly will. Yes. So we've talked about UHF, we've talked about, you know, a lot of the the roles you've had over the years and I want to talk about really the most iconic uh most important role and that is the role of Minor in the Weird Al show. <laughs> I was so I was so blown away that he thought of me to be on his show for one thing, but to throw me in this mix of David Lander and Michael McKean, who are, of course, Lenny and Squiggy, <laughs> and the big man from from Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band, you know, uh, Clarence Clemens, and Bo, and David Bo. It's like, who puts that foursome <laughs> together? But we're now, and we had a blast. Are you kidding me? That's so um, 
so much fun, so much fun to be on, be on his show and be, you know, working with, with Lenny and Squiggy and, and, uh, you know, dad, Michael McKean is, you know, doing some great acting right now. You know, he was on, of course, um, uh, better call Saul, yeah. um, great performance. And, um, he's also in this good, uh, or what's it called? Good omens or something. I think it's on Netflix. Um, and uh, David Lander and I did another movie together. Very, very nice guy. Um, Clarence and I never worked again after that, unfortunately. <laughs> um, the big man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks for remembering. So, yeah. So, so from UHF, of course, I got to, uh, uh, I got to piss off uh, Adam Sandler. Thanks to Victoria Jackson, I got to kiss uh, Fran Drescher, and I got to hang with Lenny and Squiggy and the big man in Weird Al's cave. Yeah, so some good things came out of that show. And this interview. <laughs> and this interview. I would never be doing it. I swear to God, dude, if I never did UHF, we wouldn't even be talking right now. No way. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned uh, that and I'm going to go back to uh, to uh, a couple years ago. Uh, Vicky and I uh, from Alfest started a uh, a fun to get Weird Al a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And you mentioned, and I was very surprised to see you there, but happy to see you there, that you were there at the ceremony. Can you tell us a little bit about what was going on that day? That day was pandemonium. I couldn't believe how many people were there. It was it was they said one of the biggest crowds they'd ever had. For a star, uh, you know, celebration. They had to shut down like half of Hollywood Boulevard. Um, I did not have credentials. I was not on the list. Um, <laughs> but as I walked down this one line, people started pointing. People started saying, hey, hey, there he is. Hey, there's Bob. There's Bob. You know, and, and shaking my hands. I'm signing autographs. And so they let me kind of go by and eventually made it all the way up to the VIP section. Uh, and, and, and when it was all said and done and, and Al gave the funniest, the craziest speech, uh, I'll never, you know, just <laughs> basically, you know, doing it the only, only the way he can, you know, just, uh, belittling everyone and ta how, <laughs> talking about how silly this all is. And you're all, you know, you should all go back to work, leave me alone. Um, he, uh, it was very cool because he, I don't think he, uh, you know, I wasn't on list, what have you, but I, I did walk up right to him when, when he was, you know, finally saying goodbye and shaking hands and, and it was cool. We had a, we had a, we had a cool moment. I actually did see him before that, uh, not too long before that, but he had a small part in Adam's, uh, Adam Sandler's movie on, uh, Netflix about the agent where he played an agent. Yes. Uh, um, and Al's in that, and uh, my friend Steve Brill, who had directed Heavyweights, and uh, like I had mentioned before, um, called me up and said, "Oh, this is the last day that uh, Al's going to be on the on the set. You should come by." And I did. I went and I hung out with uh, with. I didn't really hang out with him, but we got I had a chance to, you know, just just rap with him for five or ten minutes, mm -hmm. and 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 uh, also uh, when he did his Weird Al. Um, what was it? It was it was around the same time as the the, the thing that you were talking about the, the Weird Al convention uh, at the uh, uh, Orange County Fair. It was the Weird Al exhibit or something. There was some that I went to the grand opening of. Where I forget was it maybe the, Al's brain or it yeah, it was Al's brain. That's what it yes. was. Yeah, 
Yeah, my brain was too big. It wouldn't fit. In there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but every time I see the guy, it's like we were just, you know, back in Tulsa having fun. You know, couldn't be nicer. Couldn't couldn't be, you know. And, and it's funny. It's like you. It's like going to summer camp, and you you have the best time, the time of your life, when you do do these movies. You know, a lot of times it's you know you're you're away from home, and you're with the same people for a long period of time, and you all become very close. And you and you think we're definitely going to do this again, and of course we're going to do this again. And here we are, thirty years later. And although I have, thank God, thank goodness, knock on wood, been able to work for Al since then, I just wish it was something you know a little bit more substantial or or, or related to UHF. Of course, yeah. of course. So there you have it. I think you've said it all, David. <laughs> uh, you guys are crazy if you think I'm letting you go. Are you? I even got to my voiceovers. Are you kidding me? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I want to ask one more question about you. Sure. Uh, Absolutely. And in the in the commentary of of the movie, Al mentions that your character Bob has a last name, and I want to know if you remember what that last name is. I believe uh, my last name was jesse owens no i have no idea what my last name was to be honest with you i'm, I'm just i can't even remember what it why it would have been in the script or what it would have been referenced to yeah i, I was going to ask you about that because uh, he says the last name is steckler S-T-E-C-L-E-R. okay that does sound familiar okay all right so i was, I, was I think i'd had too many yankaritas that day but uh, <laughs> yeah now i remember steckler is that what yeah yeah, I was just wondering if there was a story behind that, and it sounds like maybe there might not be. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, if there was, I certainly don't remember it, but I'll make some up. No, it was a buddy of his from school, and uh, Speckler was the guy that everybody liked. No, I have no idea. Um, but it does sound like a, a guy that you went to school with. Uh, remember old Speckler? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Bobbo. Bobo, he'll say anything for a dog treat (laughs) well I hope I've covered uh, what I can and um, I do want to uh, restate that um, UHF the musical on Broadway is my idea nobody can have that nobody can take that away from me Uh, it's a fabulous idea Uh, I think original music by Weird Al and uh, Lin-Manuel you know let's just go go for it come on um I uh, I think that would be a, a trip, um, but it is one of those things where, you know, is it enough? I mean, Weird Al, just the Weird Al on Broadway, that, that, to me, that would be a huge smash, no matter what he did, because he's just such a draw, right. and he has such a fan base, and he's so talented. Um, but to to actually focus in on the story of UHF and bring it to a musical, you know, I think is you know could be a, a good idea. I just don't know if it's iconic enough for people, other than us, you know highly highly intelligent people to <laughs> uh, recognize the sheer genius um but um anyway i'm working on a couple of things um as soon as i get a car i'll be able to drive over to the studio <laughs> hey do you guys have a uh, like a place i could crash uh, tonight you guys like a, totally like a back you have a back room or a pond pool pond be good for you um hey this has been a blast i'm so glad that you guys invited me in to to talk and speak with you about um uh you know a great great fun experience i had 30 years ago making a movie with good people and and here we are talking about it three years later it's it's a good thing 
it's incredible to to have you on david and and you you know we wouldn't have the uhf that we know and love without you so thank you so much for your amazing performance and (laughs) and everything else that you do you are so welcome um i know i mentioned emo films before but watching that scene them film that scene i've just now i i couldn't take my eyes couldn't stop laugh, laughing. He's so funny, so so good. The two of them together is just such a like a moment, you know. Uh, for me, anyway, I thought that was a highlight. Um, and um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, watch David Bow on uh, Shameless and uh, Ten Fifteen on Hulu, and uh, go to IHOP. No, I'm no longer the best. <laughs> we will not go to IHOP. <laughs> Hey, you know, go ahead and do whatever you want to do. It's okay. <laughs> Waffle House, you know, whatever whatever you like, Denny's. Hit it. Hit it and quit it. Um, all right, guys. Um, hopefully I will see you uh, at the screening for UHF2. We'll be there. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking forward to it. <laughs> we want to be on the red carpet with you. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again. Thanks, David. All right. Thank you, David. Thank you to David Bowe for being our guest. Uh, so much fun uh, having him on for two weeks in a row for that great interview. And now I'm very excited to welcome to the program UH Jeff. How's it going, UH Jeff? Oh, hi. How are you? Great. <laughs> hey, Jeff. How you doing? Thanks for calling. Well, we wanted to have you on for uh, UHF month because you are UH Jeff. Thank you. I am. Thanks for remembering. So I have a, a few questions. I was wondering, you know how David Bowe, of course, plays the iconic Bobo the Clown? Well, yeah. I've never been clear on how you spell Bobo because I've seen it referenced several different ways. So I need your help and I need Ethan's help to figure out how do you spell Bobo? I, I think before you give us the options, let's let's say how we think they're supposed to be spelled. It's supposed to be spelled. I have a theory. I have a thought on this. All right. You go first, Jeff. Uh, I always imagined it was B-O-B-O. Okay. Or- That's a fair guess. I always thought it was B-O-B-B-O. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, see, now I wasn't sure because I, I never really thought about writing it down, so I don't know. So I always thought it was like B-O-B-B-O or B-O-B-O. See, I never really figured it out. So I don't really have a – I'm not really settled on what I think it should be spelled like yet. Okay. So, have we checked any of the official documents? I don't know if it was well, written down. Anymore. Well, we, we did. We have because <laughs> I, I've checked I've checked three – I've checked at least several documents because the first thing I said is, is I got to know how was it written. And Ethan suggests to me that I look at how it's subtitled on the UHF DVD. Oh, smart. Good call. So – I went to the UHF DVD, popped it in, you know, jumped ahead to the scene with Bobo the Clown, and it's spelled B-O-B-B-O. Oh. Which took me by surprise because I was like, oh, okay. But then talking to David Bowe, he spells it B-O-B-O, where the O is capitalized. So I was like, okay, well, David (laughs) Bowe might have a little more authority over the uh, whoever – wrote the subtitles for the UHF DVD. Sure. So I need an official thing on this. So I thought, well, you know what I have? I actually have a copy of the second draft of UHF from April 13th, 1988. Now it's a draft copy. And this it's got a very lot, exciting. It's got a lot of characters in it that 
never made the movie, a lot of scenes that never made the movie, but it does have the scene with Baba the Clown in it. So I checked to see how it was spelled there, and it's actually spelled B-O-B-O. So it looks like Bobo. <laughs> no no hyphen, no, no second hyphen. B. <laughs> okay. Now, I was like, okay, so that's a second option. Now I have Bobo, B-O-B-B-O, and Bobo, B-O-B-O. But now remember, these aren't, I don't know if those two count as official sources or not, because one is the DVD subtitles, and I don't know if Al proofread that, you know, every word for word and right. signed Generally, off on that, it. that goes to like a company that sort of just does that right. after the fact. The second option was this draft script, the second draft of UHF, which, you know, he could have changed the character's name. He could have just been, oh, it's going to be Bobo, and he just wrote down, you know, whatever and figured he'll fix it later. So right. I don't know. It's a draft, so I don't think that that one should count. So I said, all right, I have to go to a more official source. So I have uh, a couple of UHF items, which are really cool. And one of them is um, a Close Personal Friends of Al newsletter that came out around the time of UHF, is introduced oh, yeah. to UHF. It was and, the final Close Personal Friends of Al newsletter, in fact. Really? Oh, was it? Interesting. I didn't know that. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, this final uh, edition of Close Personal Friends of Al newsletter has a picture in it with Al or George Newman and Bobo the Clown, and it's captioned Bobo, B-O-B dash O with a capital O. Okay. So I said, aha, that's a little <laughs> more official. But again, I don't know that if you might have more insight on this, but I don't know if Al actually sat down and typed that out or if he dictated that to somebody and that's how they put it in there or, or what. So I don't know. Um, a little, still is a little skeptical on that one. And now this is now the third spelling of Bobo I've seen. So I said, I have to go for a tiebreaker. And I have this press kit when a UHF was released on VHS. I said, well, it's a press kit. That should have some name in it. I flipped through it and... Not only is Bobo not mentioned in the press kit, but David Bo isn't even mentioned in the press kit. <laughs> oh, boy. So, <laughs> so I said, all right, well, that, that doesn't help me at all. So I said, There's, there are two more things that I have that um, one of them, and you might be familiar with this, it's, it's a little uh, booklet that's called the UHF Guide. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, oh, a, I don't know, like seven or eight pages long, and it's mm -hmm. made to look like a little TV guide. It's got a... I guess it was put out uh, around the time of UHF to promote it. It's yeah, got like I got some... my copy in the theater when I went to see it. Wow. Oh, okay. That's cool. How cool. Yeah. So it's got some, it's got some like a uh, interview with Alan there and some like fake TV shows, some fake ads and some trivia. It's a really cool booklet. Um, yeah. So I was looking through there to see if, if, uh, if Bob Bo, the clown is mentioned in there. And of course he is, he's on the, there's a, a UHF TV quiz um, and one of the questions asks, Bobo the Clown is the TV spokesman for, and then it gives several options. And of course, you know, Yappy's Dog Treats is the answer. Uh, but it's spelled Bobo, B-O-B dash O with a capital O. Okay. Again. So, all right. So that's a second vote for Bobo with B-O-B dash O. <laughs> but that's also now, the way that David Bo spells it. Right. So now I was like, but is this, is this, you know, something that, I guess that's something Al would have proofread and, and, and signed off on. So I said, I don't know if that's still official enough. So <laughs> I actually went and I found my copy of the UHF press kit, the theatrical press kit. 
Okay. And and I was flipping through that, and I was looking through the production information, and I found uh, where they're talking about uh, the different cast members, and they're talking about um, David Bowe, who plays uh, George Newman's uh, roommate and best friend, as well as the hapless Bobo the Clown, and it's spelled B-O-B-O with a capital L. So to me, that tells me that that's now the third thing I've seen that says Bob dash O. Yeah. You, you seem to think it's Bob dash O. David uh, Bo seems to think it's Bob dash O. So David Bo O in fact says so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so can we convince Ethan that it's spelled B O B dash O? Yes, I think we can. I think Ethan. I'm, I think I am convinced. I don't think you need to convince me. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave, I know you don't want to count the second draft as proof, but to argue Bob Dash O, it was spelled B O B O in the second draft, which I think is closer to Bob Dash O than Bob B O. Yeah, Bobby O. <laughs> Bobby O. <laughs> All right, so I think we uh, I think we've settled that it should be spelled. Bob O, B O B dash O, and the B in Bob is capitalized, and the O in Bob O is capitalized. So yeah. this brings up a new quandary. <laughs> IMDb and Wikipedia both have B O B B O. So who is going to fix that? <laughs> oh man! I hope our listeners will. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Can we trust? Can we trust IMDb and Wikipedia? Well, we need to make them right. We need to fix them. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> we'll make it a mission of Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast to get Wikipedia fixed. <laughs> from now on, from now on, everything in Wikipedia must be 100 percent accurate. Agreed. It's got the Dave and Ethan guarantee. <laughs> All right. So, so. I, I did was while I was flipping through my little UHF guide, I did notice that in addition to the spelling of Babo's name, they also had a couple other characters which I had previously thought were unnamed. And they had names for those characters. Hmm. So okay. I think there's absolutely no chance that you and Ethan are gonna get th- these names correct. But <laughs> Ethan Okay. But but I I think that I want to try to ask and see if you can can even recognize who these characters are and what their potential names could be. Okay. So the first one is in the Wheel of Fish segment. So there's this woman standing next to Cooney, <laughs> who is is not the contestant, but she is holding the fish as like a assistant to Cooney. All right. Yes. Now, this woman is named in this booklet. Yes. Do you have any idea what this woman's name would be? I do. You do? Okay, I let's do. hear it. Okay, I have no idea, so I, I defer to UH Jeff. Uh, her name is Vanna Whitefish. Wow, I cannot <laughs> believe you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he would know it. <laughs> How do you know that? Uh, well, I Besides wrote... Besides you being a... One time I wrote 4,620 Weird Al trivia questions. <laughs> and that may have been 80 of them. <laughs> He's going to know all these, Dave. He is. No, no, no. no. 
All right, so this next one, uh, these next one, two characters, I admit, are a little harder than Vanna Whitefish. All right, okay. we'll go to me first, since you're the obvious pro here. We'll see if I can answer it, and if I can't, then we'll go to you. Yes, I'm excited. Go ahead. So let's just, like, kind of cut the chase, cut out the middle mango right there, Jeff. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a chance. <laughs> all right, all right. So um, there's an advertisement in this booklet for celebrity mud wrestling. And, of course, in the movie, that's Gorbachev is one of the, the celebrities that's wrestling. He's wrestling against two women, okay? Those two women are named in this booklet. Ooh. So, Ethan. <laughs> Good, good luck, I, Ethan. I will, give you a, I will give you the first shot to name. You just have to name one of them. You don't even have to name. Oh, just one of them. them. Okay. Yeah. And they're celebrities. No. Um. The fair question, but no, they're not celebrities. Okay. No, not that I'm aware of. All right. I'm just gonna guess Denise. <laughs> <laughs> and you would be wrong. Oh. Oh. All right. It's up to you, Jeff. I, oh gosh, uh, uh, Beverly. Oh wow, have I stumped Jeff New Sarah? Have, oh my gosh. Have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So th- this ad says Gutsy Gorby pits his Perestroika against Lethal Lula and Nuclear Nancy. Oh wow, that's so, cool. I don't know which one is which, but one of them is Lethal Lulu, <laughs> and the other one is Nuclear Nancy. Well, Nuclear oh, Nancy is definitely the brunette. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you have any other names for us to get wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there is. There actually is a second. Um, a second tag team match advertised for this card. <laughs> oh, God. And, <laughs> and uh, I don't know that you, that you guys need to guess at this, but I could just tell you what it is. Or if you want to take a guess, you can go for it. But remember, it's a tag team match. And they're both celebrities. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. All right. No, I've got, I have, I've got nothing. <laughs> All right, so the celebrity, the special tag team match is Guns N' Roses versus the Elvis Presley impersonators. <laughs> oh, so now you know. Tip of my tongue. <laughs> my money is on the Elvises. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have um, another. Uh, well, I do have one more trivia question. We also we learned that. Uh, Bob's last name is Steckler, even though it's not referenced anywhere in the movie. Do you know what? I remember that from the commentary, maybe? Okay. Yeah, so there's also uh, Terry has a last name. Do you know what Terry's last name is? Oh, is it like Jones or something? Oh, God. Oh, it's not Jones. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't remember. All right, Ethan, do you know what Terry's last name is? Uh, I I saw it on Wikipedia, so it's not fair (laughs) for me to guess. (laughs) So someone right, so, updated Wikipedia with her last name, but they can't get Bobo spelled right. <laughs> <laughs> so Terry's last name is Campbell. Ah, oh, Campbell. Campbell, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then there's one where I was flipping through. Again, I don't know if this is official because this is in the second draft of the UHF script, but I was kind of flipping through. And there are several characters that aren't even in the movie, but there is one character that is in the movie, he's described as the cameraman, a pop-bellied, middle-aged, bored-looking black man named what? What is this character's name? Burt Reynolds. You are so close. It is Burt. Really? (laughs) Yes. 
It's Burt Reynolds. It says so in the, uh, I think Al said it in the, uh, in the commentary. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to doubt you. You're the trivia master. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we just watched it over the weekend, which is why all of this is in my mind. Well, I am it's so in, happy. It was, in the, uh, it was in the deleted scenes, actually. It was not a- oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so interesting, Burt Reynolds. I didn't. It, the last name isn't listed in this draft, so I don't. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I need. I guess I need to listen to the UHF uh, DVD commentary again yeah. to pick up on all these uh, amazing uh, <laughs> trivia and, and see and see what else I can try to stump uh, the trivia master UHF with <laughs> next time. I'm thrilled. I I'm am thrilled. the lethal Lulu of Weird Al trivia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how to top that. <laughs> <laughs> Except to say that that we did stump you with lethal lethal Lulu and nuclear Nancy, so yeah, I, I, nuclear I'm Nancy will be burned into my memory. <laughs> so so thank you, you made my evening. Thanks for being on our podcast. And we'll, 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 next time we have an amazing trivia question that we think that no one in the world can answer, we're going to call on you and see how you do. Do I always love it when three four seven spatula calls me? <laughs> You never know, folks listening. One day it could be you. Thanks to UHF for being on the show yet again. Always good to talk to him and and speak trivia and determine official spellings of things with. (laughs) I can't believe that he knew Vanna Whitefish. (laughs) I am feeling like I should have known that. Because now, after I heard it, I was like, oh, I feel like I've heard that somewhere. So, um Darn, I wish I knew it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to go through a lot more of my uh, my collection and try to pull out really obscure trivia pieces and see if we can, you know, if I can stump you and, of course, if I can stump <laughs> Jeff because <laughs> it's so much fun. That is really fun. Um, what a great month of UHF. I hope the audience enjoyed it. We get to speak to some really amazing people, and I really thank everyone uh, for being on this month. Um, again to David Bowe for being on this episode and we are back next week without UHF celebrations <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can check us out on Twitter Instagram Facebook at 2000 inch or 2000 inch.com we also have a Facebook group where our listeners can discuss the episode so please join in on the conversation there yeah, we, we've had a riveting discussion in there about uh, how many arms you raise up during Amish Paradise during the concert and during which verses. So join in on the fun and let us know. And, uh, of course, anytime, 24-7, you can give us a call at 347-SPATULA and leave us a message, and we may even play it on the air. Yep, that's 347-SPATULA, 347-772-8852. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe. It really means a lot to us. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Basically, anywhere you can stream podcasts, you can listen to us. And if you find a place where we're not, let us know and we'll add it. And also, be sure to check out our Centimeter episodes, our reviews of every concert either Dave or I have seen. And of course, we're going to be updating you and recording more episodes as we hit the rest of the shows this August. So stay tuned for those. Yeah, and if you're going to be at the Red Rocks Amphitheater show, which I know a lot of you are, please stop by, say hello. We'll have stickers for you. We want to talk to you. We want to get to meet you. It's going to be a great show. I'm so looking forward to this. I just want to like start packing my bags and get on the plane now. <laughs> yeah, well, we are leaving very soon, so uh, you probably should. 
<laughs> that was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 13-inch. Do you think I'd had too many anchoritas that day?